friends beyond the binary, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and my patron peeps. Hey, patrons, have you checked out the? Did I? This is a question. Have I started the uh, the audio and uh, written newsletter? Because today I'm gonna say today I say, Scoots, are you gonna work on that? I don't know, patrons. Can you relate to that kind of stuff? Or you say, are you gonna work? <laughs> I don't know why. So anyway. Uh, if you haven't checked out our newsletter, patrons, and it exists, please don't miss out. Because uh, when it does exist, it, it's going to be a great way to keep in touch. Because really, the only ways I have to keep in touch with you are, is this audio feed and then the newsletter that are that are effective. Uh, so anyway, patrons, uh, what do you say we get on with the show? Thanks for making it possible. Uh, hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep? Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. We do it with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights and press play. I'm going to do the rest of what I'm going to attempt to do is create a safe place where you could set aside whatever is keeping you awake, whether it's thoughts, you know, things on your mind that you're thinking about, uh, feelings, anything emotionally coming up for you. It could be physical sensations. So it could be like uh, physical sensations. It could be changes in time or temperature. Uh, or it could just be something else, you know, whatever, like a routine, noise, outside noise. Maybe you don't even know why. Whatever it is that's uh, keeping you awake or got you, that, that's uh, whatever's keep going on. I'm here to keep you company and take your mind off of that. What I propose to do and what I'm going to attempt to do if you're new, is win. I can't win you over in one episode. I'm just not realistic. But for so for the first episode, I'll attempt to, to kind of bring you to neutrality. Then I'm going to also at the same time I'm going to smooth. I got a safe place set aside. I'm going to smooth the safe place out. I'm going to pat it. I'm going to rub it down. I'm going to say safe place, and I'm going to say it in honor of BBD and the East Coast family. I'm going to send my voice across the deep, dark night of BBD. Or is there Bell Biv and DeVoe? That's what I was, BBDV. There was, a, like, once upon a time, there was a men's company called BVD, I think. Uh, I wonder what that stood for. Bell Biv DeVoe, that's BBD. But BVD, I think that was, like, uh, well, I don't know. I mean, I don't mean to make you giggle this early, but they were, like, what is referred to as tidy whities which is a form of men's underwear that's still, a, oh boy, we're talking about men's underwear so early. This is family friendly, though. I mean, don't wear them around the house because that's, I, don't, well, I guess you'd say, yeah, that's not, but uh, it was a, a form of men's underwear that's still uh, very popular, I think. Um, So I, I guess I don't want to comment on it other than that because I say, wait a second, I'm a, I'm a, not only am I wear that's the underwear I wear, Scoots, uh, I'm a, I'm wearing BVDs, and I say, okay, well, I got, I'm trying to get through a sleep podcast intro, so I gotta, I gotta get off this topic as soon as I can. I thought I was gonna talk about dice, dice cups, and not, uh, 
like that's another thing that those companies would make undergarment that they would protective wear too oh boy next thing you know i'm going to be saying i see you pee because uh but please don't that's just i was just pandering to the to the to, to the tweens in the audience i mean to think about it if a tween is out there and they don't have a parent that wears tidy whities or a grandparent that stays with them, or some sort of relative. You know, we used to be exposed to, to tidy whitey marketing. You say, not as much as sugared cereal and fast food back in the 80s. But that was a boom time for uh, uh, basic men's underwear. I don't know. That's wow, how am I? I'm supposed to be introducing a sleep podcast. So, uh, Okay, so I'm going to send my, yeah, I'm going to try to create a safe place, which I may have just, uh, we'll, we'll circle back. I'm going to send my voice across the deep, dark night. I'm going to use lulling, soothing, creaky, dulcet tones, pointless meanders, superfluous tangents. That was definitely a unnecessary, that was a superfluous tangent. Uh, I had no idea. Even in, this is whatever, this is probably like an episode in the high 900s. And I don't think I've talked about like that kind of underwear in 900 and something, almost a thousand episodes till today or dice cups. Uh, so, I mean, that's, you know, there's something new. That's why I keep recording these podcasts. My brain's always got something new to make me blush. Okay. So, oh, if you're new, well, you're new. Welcome. I try, I try to be as welcoming as I can. Now, the, the one thing to know is this podcast is not for everybody, clearly. I mean, probably the Haynes family and the, you know, the, the uh, people that are entitled to the Fruit, fruit of Loom stockholders everywhere, they're saying, what in the name, you know, can't you? And I said, don't worry. I, I moved it around. Talk about, uh, what is that called, common time or whatever you're supposed to do in the news? Yeah, no, don't worry. If you if you got a, a, a underwear company that sells basic men's underwear, not underwear for basic men. Don't worry, I'm not judging. Uh, I'm just saying that, uh, like uh, th- those are the companies I can think of right now. I can see all of you lined up at TJ Maxx uh, because that's where, like, that's where I see you the most. Uh, okay, so oh, don't worry. Don't worry. There's other brands that are popping in my head for for inclusion, but I say, can I can I just get to the sleep podcast that I make, please? Uh, I don't need to raise brand and awareness for all undergarments uh, at this time. So okay, oh boy. So uh, so the podcast is very different. Clearly, we've seen that already. It uh, it's not for everybody, but if it, it, it might give it a few tries, that's what most listeners say. Because it is just so a little bit different and, and uh, a little bit strange. And you've probably heard a ton of different stuff to put you to sleep in the past. That's why this is different. But then it takes some getting used to because you don't really listen to this episode or this podcast. You just kind of barely pay attention to it. So that's one thing. The other thing, the other things to know is like this is also not a podcast to put you to sleep. My job is to keep you company while you fall asleep. That's why the shows are over an hour to give you plenty of time to drift off. 
So then you can fall asleep at your leisure. Ideally, you're like barely listening to me. And then the next thing you know, you're awake tomorrow. So those are the other things. The structure of the show is also different. So I want to tell you about that. Show starts off with a greeting. Ladies and gentlemen, friends beyond the binary, boys and girls, role players everywhere, that kind of stuff. Uh, that's the greeting. Then we go into like supporter stuff. So sponsors and support for listeners. Then there's an intro, which is around 12 to 22 minutes. Um, lately they've been in the high 20 minutes, but I'm trying to get them like, I'm trying to rein them in a little bit. Uh, but so, oh, and then after the intro is business, that's like the main spot for podcast sponsors. I, like, so the intro sets you up to go to sleep. Then we have the sponsors. Then we have the bedtime story to put you to sleep. And tonight will be our episodically modular series, uh, Journey into the Land of Tomorrow. So that's the structure of the show. Oh, and there's thank yous at the end. And how we were able to bring bring it bring it to you for, for totally free, which is cool. Uh, the other thing I want you to know is I make this show because you deserve a good night's sleep. I really believe that. I really believe that the world would be a better place if you're rested and you get the sleep you need. Your world's going to be better. My world's going to be better. And if you get to the point where you flourish and you're resting on a regular basis, uh, that's amazing too. So that's um, uh, uh, like important to me. The other thing is I've been there, tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep, all those things. I mean, believe me, I'll be thinking about that BVD thing for hours. I'm trying to think of what initials that would do to have. I mean, it must be someone's like name or something. Because what else would it, how would it have to do with BVD? Like, what does it have to do with undergarments? Uh, and then somebody say that was not an underwear company scoots. Uh, and I'd say, oh, really? Well, I guess I just imagined it then. Uh, but so, uh, uh, what is I saying? Oh, like I've been there. So if I can help you, not only do you deserve a good night's sleep, I know how it feels to dread bedtime or to wonder about it. So that's why I make the show. I just realized I didn't do a good job explaining the intro because uh, one of the parts of the intro as you become a regular listener is that it becomes ideally part of your wind down routine or your getting, be- getting ready for bed routine. Uh, to help ease you into bedtime. That's why the intro is like uh, somewhere between 12 and 25 minutes because uh, I've just seen over the seven-plus years I've been making the show, that gives you some distance between the day. And then the story, ideally, would be when you fall asleep. But people use the show tons of different ways. So if you're new, just kind of see how it goes. Give the show a few tries. It might not even work for you. I got a list of other podcasts at sleepwithmepodcast.com slash no thank you. So, yeah, that's everything. I mean, I don't think I'd really, like, uh, trying to think of a way to get out of this. I don't think I'll be able to talk about dice cups, but those are the things, I guess they're popular with backgammon, but the ones with the backgammons are, are, are an oval so they can fit in a closed backgammon case. I think Scrabble probably had them. I have a game. Can't remember what it's called. Quint, and it doesn't. It's not called Quasar, but that's a word that popped in my head. I think it's some game. It's some dice game that came in a cup. Uh, 
I don't know if it's a velvet lined cup. Great question, imagination. That was the next question my brain just asked. Do you think that? And I say, no, I think that's just a like a rubber plastic cup. But you're right. The dice must love being cloaked in velvet. I mean, who wouldn't? You say, if I became, if I was a, if I was a dice, I would want to be a dice cloaked in velvet. Uh, and well, now I guess if I was cloaked in velvet, that'd be different. Cause you see, well, I can't see the dice because it's cloaked in velvet. Or it doesn't roll. It always rolls on one of three numbers because it's cloaked in... I say, no, no. Ensconced? Remember when I was talking about being ensconced in velvet? Or ensconced in something? Is there a town in Wisconsin called ensconced in... How about a movie? Coming of age story. Ensconced in Wisconsin. Uh, any, 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 are there any takers out there? I really, ensconced in Wisconsin, like you can even hear, this is A.O. Scott. I'm talking about a, oh, I guess not. Ensconced, it would be in print anyway. Got to go see it. What's the name of the movie? Ensconced in Wisconsin. Ensconced? Yeah, like ensconced. uh, Rolls off the tongue. Surprisingly, 98% of the time, ensconced in Wisconsin. Talk about two words that feel perfectly weighted with one another. I thought, oh boy, I got to wrap this up though. Because so uh, I'm glad you're here. I really hope I can help you fall asleep. I really appreciate you checking the show out. I work really hard. I yearn and I strive. I really want to help you fall asleep or just keep you company, whether you're awake or asleep. So thanks so much. And here's a couple ways I'm able to be here for you free twice a week. All right, everybody, it's uh, Scoots here. It's time for our episodically modular, serialized series of actual play, Uh, like uh, which is like a podcast where people are actually playing a game of D. D Well, they're not playing D and D; they're playing a game in in uh, another timeline. Or possibly the, our future, uh, a game based on the f- fifth edition D&D rules, uh, which I think to them, they said, wow, those rules really worked. Uh, or maybe, I don't know. I don't know the uh, the context of that. Uh, but this game is called, this show is called Journey into the Land Tomorrow. And it's a fr- group of friends playing a role-playing game. And you and I just kind of get to join them there. It'd be nice. Just sit there and listen to them play. And pretty nice. And, and the, like because it's uh, episodically modular, the characters themselves actually have to get caught up on the game, uh, where the game is at. So you really don't miss anything if you want to listen. If this is your first episode, then you can just listen to the older episodes and say, oh, those are the prequels. Uh, so that's what's nice about that. Um what else? I think that's it. It's a, it's a fun series. You listen to it in any, any order. Very sleepy. And, of course, we have our uh, Hollywood announcer here. Uh, by waves, you know, by wave, zoomed his way here. Zoom, you zoomed your Can you make a movie called, like, maybe you can make a rom-com zoomed into my heart. That's probably already getting made, huh? You've zoomed your, uh, Antonio, you've zoomed your way into my heart. And uh, that's uh, like, uh, 
so without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, oh, sorry, that's your line. Uh, uh, without further ado, Mr. Antonio Banderas. Uh, friends beyond the binary, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, game players everywhere. It's time to roll the dice. It's time. You know, I, I like uh, rolling the dice with Scooter in more ways than one. Actually, rolling dice, uh, not in a role-playing game, but we play the role of friend. I play the role of Scooter's friend. Uh, you may know me from previous roles I've played. Famous roles like Scooter's friend number one. Scooter just said number two, which I don't think is funny. Uh, but without further ado, I present to you Journey into the Land of Tomorrow. Clickety-clackety, the dice goes into the future. Whoosh. All right, everybody, this is your Dungeon Master. Let's get playing. Zell, you're up on recap. Uh, okay, okay, but can we just talk about uh, what, we, what all of us witnessed last night? Can we do, do we have to start or can we get settled in? You know, it's my role as DM to keep this game on track. And I'd say, can you just do the recap? And then, you know, we're, we're scheduled to start the game. Okay, well, so as I start our recap of our, okay, I'll do the recap where we're at, place setting for all of my fellow adventurers. I'm Zell, who now warrior, a fighter that all of you refer to as a working class warrior, which just means I'm not from a privileged background, which doesn't necessarily always mean something negative even though some people have some negative connotations with it it's just a f fact you could I, yes i could use another term other than privileged like our other warrior soldier fighter lord von chill and yeah we're the most heavily uh re ready for for you know we lead the charge though we don't always lead it but if we, you know if, if people need to be up front it could be Maisel or Lord Von Chill. We also have a Florentian nurse who's quite hardy in battle, uh, known as Eleanor. She serves the three Florences, and uh, she's robust in a you know in a battle-based situation. We also have uh, Lord Von Chill's assistant or sidekick or hireling, depending on how you want to describe it. But I think he's become a member of our party, and that's a nimble of finger, fleet of foot, Granada of Darmok. A member of the Thieves' Guild, but I think if he's stolen anything, it's my respect uh, for someone I'll no longer call any of those other terms. A full member of our party, in my opinion. Another full member of our party, but a little bit more uh, in a different situation, is our uh, magic user. They are quiet, and uh, they've been dependable, though we've had mixed interactions. Uh, but, uh, you, you know, we've come to all respect, uh, but also was originally played by someone who swore they would never play a game with us again because of something that was between Lord Von Chill, I, and the former, one, of the, one of our former players, the two people that used to, we used to play with. One of whom was replaced by Eleanor. 
but our magic user, because they like made the choice to uh, bow out even more last minute, is being played uh, by our DM, whose first time DMing is going pretty well, even though they're they're trying to balance playing both uh, kind of an NPC, but also a member of our adventuring party that I'll stay on track saying, and we're here in the land of tomorrow, a land in a giant theme park from the before time, long since closed and abandoned. But party parties of other adventurers, both, uh, well, we, we've come across the leftovers of parties of adventurers that are good. We're, we're here tasked by the Wizards Council to find a portal, magical portal to another world and to seal it up. Uh, you, we're also uh, right now finding some artifacts that we will use to seal the portal. It's a portal to another world, a magical realm. And if someone was to gain, power, gain control of that portal, they could have untold power. Or it could just be chaos coming in and out of our world if someone doesn't close it up. You say, well, what if someone more, you, you know what I mean? We, that's what our job is. Our job is not to overthink it. Thus far, we've been working our way through this area, the theme park. We know that there's a couple giant, or definitely at least one giant steam being patrolling around that we've had to avoid. We've found a gem uh, that has brought us to where we are right now within the Progress Tower, a multi-level hotel and attraction complex that was supposed to open in the future of this past place. Um, We just uh, successfully defeated some of the animatronics from the queue of this attraction uh, teens, tweens, um, and it was quite a battle, but uh, w- w- there's also magical darkness that doesn't enclose the whole tower, but the majority of this tower, though we found ourselves on the edge of the magical darkness. We know we have to work our way to the top. We suspect that if we get to the top that uh, we can find a, a staff that this gem goes with. Then we just need the headpiece and we'll have everything we need to close the magical portal. And I think that's it. Uh, we're here. We just had a short rest, so we may have recovered some of our hit points. And the DM is nodding. Also, as a player, you know, I do have to mention that I had this dream last night as Zell, the character within this game, that around a world, all of these people were watching the season finale of the Scourge of the Eleven Seas, the famous uh, program that we all love so much, and that no one could believe how the season ended. And with a twist that I don't want to spoil, but uh, does anyone else have a reaction? Did anyone else have a shared dream? Like, I feel like we had a shared dream. Oh, I could, this is Lord Von Chill here. I could not believe that they made that choice with the series. Uh, I mean, was, was they supposed to be separated? I mean, were they related? I just, I, I didn't quite, I, I was totally flabbergasted, but uh, I also don't think I totally understood it, even though I was watching it with you, Zell. It was a dream, remember? Because the DMs got rules. So we got to keep this in world.
even though it's the DM's favorite show. I had a dream that there was someone called DM. Okay, this is the DM. Um, I didn't watch it, so I don't know what dream you're talking. I didn't watch it, so please don't spoil it, but I, yeah, actually, I don't even care anyway. What do you mean you didn't watch it? Like, uh, you, you, why wouldn't you have watched it last night? You didn't, you didn't get, we had a watch party. You didn't even return any of our texts. You didn't, we tried to invite you. You didn't get back to any of us. I was occupied writing this, going over, making sure the game was going to be good tonight. So you chose to work on this game versus hanging out with us and watching what was probably the most spectacular season finale of the Scourge of the Eleven Seas since last season's season finale. Well, I also like to watch alone, but yeah, I wanted to work on the game. But it was kind of like a group, that was like a group experience watching that. Really, I wish you would have been there. Okay, well, I wasn't there. I was. Um, can we go on with this game, though? Well, aren't you worried about getting spoiled, even though we won't spoil you? Is it spoiling you to talk about how great it was? It is it's spoiling the game that we're supposed to be playing. Wow, are you okay? Because I don't remember you. Is everything okay? I mean, that this. I mean, I realize I appreciate the work you put into this module. Yeah, I'm just trying to keep things on time, really. I know, like, uh, other players have maybe spoken to me about uh, time, us not being on time. Oh, yeah? Who 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 spoke to the DM about not being on time? Well, Lord Von Chill here, I mean, I've told, every time I'm running late, I say, I'm going to be late, uh, and then the DM says i got to be on time. So, is that what you mean? Oh, okay, you're right, let's just move on. Sorry, I'm just trying to keep my role as DM. Okay, that's fine. So Zell here, I guess I'm leading this night's, tonight's action. All right, so everybody, so we're here on the level of this attraction where the spinner ride is, jet, jets of rocketeering or something. I don't know what it was called. I know some of you do, but I, like, and so... The tower's still cloaked in magical darkness. So I'd like to see, Wada, what you think of the magical darkness. Granada, is there a way to get up? Uh, we we kind of know what's waiting for us, right? So these were the children that, uh, like, so their, their animatronic parents or grandparents will be waiting for us on the next level. Uh, can everybody see what they see uh, with regards to magic and how we could best go upstairs and kind of avoid the magical darkness or use it as cover? Okay, this is Granada of Darmic here, and I just rolled. That's a pretty high roll, so what do I see? Okay, you see a ladder that is out on the edge of the... So this platform is still under construction, so this seems to be some sort of ladder... That does go up. It looks like it does go up to the next level. I mean, it's about five stories above you. And all you can see is like the decorative, you know, you, you can't really see much. Uh, but it would be it'd probably some sort of service thing. It's off and it's, yeah, it's pretty far away from the magical darkness on the edge of the platform for unloading and unloading, where typically. No one could go because, it, 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 you, know, you know what I mean? It's on the edge. 
Okay, so it's on the edge there. Uh, but is have, have I discovered the ladder is uh, climbable and uh, structurally sound? Yeah, you, you, you determine that it's structurally sound. You know, as long as you hold on or use a safety, safety type. Uh, okay, we'll be safe on it. Uh, Wada, what do you think about this magical darkness? Uh, this is M. Wada. This magical darkness, I am a little bit concerned. It is waning. It's still magical darkness. It would be difficult for us to see. It's not as powerful as it was a few hours ago. But it, it, for it to be continuing like this, it really, I cannot determine. I, I mean, maybe it's some, I don't, I can't quite wrap my head around how it's being generated. Even though it's, it, maybe it's going down in power, it usually wouldn't just slowly fade out. But I'm guessing is that it could slowly fade out, but it's not faded out enough where if we go into it, we will not be able to see. And my sense is if we tried to use a counter, if I tried to use a counter spell or if Eleanor did, I, I, I'm not sure it would be effective. So I would say I defer to Granada. And in the party's decision. Okay, this is Zell here. So we have magical darkness, very, very strong. We don't know what its source is. So that's something to keep an eye on. We're going to climb up this ladder. I think that we're all in agreement on that. Why don't we send Granada up uh, alone? Granada, are you comfortable with that? Total, full, as stealthily as you can and see what you see. I'd be happy to do that, uh, but can, I'll call you up because I don't want to come back down and then go back up. That would be not a good use of my energy. Okay, that's fine. So Granada climbs up the ladder with stealth and, okay, DM, Granada climbs up the ladder with stealth, very stealthily, very fleet of foot, nimble of finger. Also, I used a safety harness, like a rope uh, for, for with a. Okay, you you were safe. You get to the top, uh, to the next level, and this is an old-fashioned swing ride, though you that you may have seen pictures of before. It would spin around with these swings. Everybody sits in a chair tied to chains, around a central like a central column with a canopy. The difference is, is that when this starts to swing, you would be out over the edge of Progress Tower. And also that there's like, it would be, there's supposed to be hotel rooms like that would have a view of this and the lobby. Um, you're at the far edge. Again, the swings would swing out. They're hanging not that far above your head. They're about down to your chin or your chest from what you could guesstimate from your hiding spot on the ladder. You see magical darkness uh, that goes about halfway across a platform. So it's half the ride is cloaked in magical darkness in the rest of the building. Uh, you definitely sense something or you feel something in your guts. Uh, but you're pretty stealthy, so even though you feel something in your gut, you're pretty sure that um, that uh, you you feel good, you feel confident that you because you, you rolled a high. Di- I mean, you know, you rolled a eighteen, so 
Okay, so nothing can see me, but I can't see anything other than the ride. So, hmm, like I guess I would sit up here and wait for my party to brainstorm an idea because I can't brainstorm with them, uh, Zell. Uh, thanks, Granada of Darmox. So, yeah, we should, Granada Darmox waiting for us. Does anybody have any ideas? Eleanor, you've been quiet. Yeah, I mean, my sense is that the animatronics, again, won't have any sort of ability to, to battle over distance. So what I'm thinking is that we go up, we try to get into the, it would be good to know, it sounded like we could get into the swings. And maybe we have some distance, but maybe that draws them out also. Maybe we pretend we're going to get in the swings for fun. We act oblivious. And then when they come out, because it's chin level, so the animatronics would be able to, to have an exchange with us, right? And then we use our, is there a way we could like hook our, like we all have grappling hooks and ropes. Is there a way for us to hook our ropes onto something and pull ourselves like using some sort of safety technique, like pull the swings. Oh, also be question of are the swings structurally sound? We should figure that out. But then we would be out of distance of the animatronics, and then we could just pick them off with our distance, just like last time. Uh, Lord Von Chill here. I agree with that idea fully. We all, I think we could do that, uh, we could just, if we all grab onto two swings, we don't even need grappling hooks. We get into one set of swings, sit down, and then push swings to other people, and then grab the chain of the other swing and pull ourselves out of the distance and see if we could hook our swings or something or use our feet in the other set of swings, and then we'll be free to, to deal with the animatronics. Okay, uh, do you have any thoughts? I'm interested to see the shape of the magical darkness up there, but I agree with the plan. I think it's a good plan. The only other idea would be if we use one person as bait, if it doesn't work. Um, okay. You're thinking you're going to use me as bait, huh, Wada? No, I didn't say that. Okay, let's do that plan. And, um... So we'll all get up to climb it to the ladder, wait at the last minute of the ladder, tell Granada the plan, then run to the swings. Why don't Lord Von Chill and I go last in case the animatronics are waiting for us or something? Then get in the swings and then go. Sounds good, everybody. Okay, so we're going to do that plan. It is, we're all in consensus. Okay, DM here. So... Okay, let me just roll some dice here. Okay, let me roll some some of these. So I think I understand your plan. I'm just doing a couple pieces more math. Okay. And M plus, carry the one. What's that, plus two? Okay. Zell here, why are you doing so much math uh, for our plan? Shouldn't it just be one, like, constitution roll or strength roll or dexterity roll? I'm just, excuse me, I'm the DM right now. Okay. All right. 
All right, so, okay, here's how it goes. Okay, why did you do so many rolls, though? Okay, here's how it goes. So, you, you, you Granada, you, you all climb up, uh, Granada first, and you're all on the platform. Granada tries to climb onto a swing first, no problem, swings up. Uh, then Wada, uh, then Eleanor all get up and start swinging. Uh, get like grabbing other swings at first it makes a lot of noise and is very awkward but eventually granada gets it because of granada's dexterity and says oh just hook your feet into another swing and then twist the swing and granada figures out a pretty easy plan to swish and twist another swing with your feet and then that shortens the uh, the the thing on the other swing and that pulls you up uh, successfully. And you you definitely, Wadden also notices that the darkness is just barely lighter. And that there does seem to be a set of animatronics waiting. But they don't do anything until one of you is going to have to go last. Who's going to go last? Lord Von Chill. I'll go last. No, I'll go last, Lord Von Chill. I'm there. I mean, I'm, it's my... Okay, so I climb up. Okay, so Lord Von Chill climbs up, and then um, uh, you see the animatronics come out, but, uh, Zell, you still have time to climb up if you decide to. Okay, then I decide to. Okay, and then the animatronics come out, and uh, there. Then I roll for. Then I already rolled for initiative. That was part of the math I was doing. It's a mother, a father, and a, a puppy dog animatronics, and they come out below you. The 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 um, what do you call it? The um, initiative is Eleanor Granada. Uh, the father figure, Lord Von Chill, Zell, the puppy. Uh, the Oh, no, the father figure. The mother figure was earlier. I messed that up. And then Wada. Okay. And so they're trying to jump up and get us. Is that right? Yeah. So they're coming at you under you, but they're still walking. So you could all go first. Eleanor, 16. Does, oh, yeah, so Eleanor, sorry, I forgot ahead of myself. So who are you going to go after? Oh, the mother figure, if she's first, this is Eleanor. Everyone in agreement? Yeah, that sounds good. Okay, so Eleanor, you get you do six on the mother. Granada, you miss. Uh, Lord Von Chill, you do nine on, uh, with, like, uh, with your uh, bow or javelin, sorry. Thank you for getting that correct. Uh, I have three javelins, correct? Yes. Uh, thanks for letting me know that. Zell, you miss. You got a six. Uh, believe, okay, then uh, uh, Wada, uh, no, Wada three, so you miss. Okay. Okay, so then they get below you, and they're jumping. They're trying to jump up. Uh, right now, they're below. The mom's below Zell, and uh, the dog is below Lord Von Chill, and the dad is below Zell. Okay, can we keep going? 
Yeah, so this time Eleanor misses Granada. You do six on the mother figure. Um, okay, so that's okay. And then the mom actually does grab Zell's foot uh, successfully uh, and then uh, manages to swipe up on your leg. It does four. Uh, Lord Von Chill. You you end up at the mom. After that, the mom ceases to exist. You use a javelin and uh, D-tronic, the animatronic. Uh, Zell um, misses uh, the dog. The puppy dog actually does get Lord Von Schill's uh, uh, ankle, does four. The dad misses. Uh, Wada casts uh, um, Thunder Wave, which does works on the uh, dad and the dog, and does eight uh, and pushes them back, uh, though they come right back, moving forward. Next round, Eleanor plus two oh, does uh, another six on the father figure. I'm going to use my sneak attack grenade here if I can. Okay, so you do got two, then you got 18, so you got six. So, okay, the other figure's a bit in trouble. Uh, let's see. Mom, or mom's gone. Okay, Lord Von Chill. No, okay, Lord Von Chill misses. Uh, Zell, okay, Zell does eight more. Uh, the dog, 18, four, does four more on Lord Von Chill. Uh, the dead, oh, the dead does four on Zell. Uh, Wada, oh, didn't Wada just go? Was that earlier? I'm sorry, mixed up now. No, yeah, Wada does four, another Thunder Wave, four on each one. Okay, these have a lot of uh, hit points, don't they? Uh, the dog does not, uh, so the dog has only been hit by... Well, it's been 12, so yeah, the dog does not have a lot left. Uh, it had uh, 18, I think, uh, 12, four, 12 plus 4, 16, so 4 left. And the dad has uh, an indeterminate amount of hit points left. Uh, okay. Okay, so next round, uh, what is that? Oh, okay. Eleanor 14, uh, wow, so this is effective round. Granada and Lord Von Chill, you all kind of strike, all successfully, right in a row, hit the dad. So the dad just crumbles into a, a bunch of bolts. And then, Zell, you uh, send the puppy to, uh, well, it's a success around rolling to, uh, oh, no, wait, yeah, right as you, uh, do send the puppy to uh, the, the big farm. Two more run out of the darkness and start running around back and forth. Uh, okay, this is Zell. Um, so we're we're in pretty good shape, though. So let's just take. Should we just keep going? Can we? Do we need to re-roll for initiative? No, this again was part of my math. Uh, oh, because you just paused in a weird way. I don't think I did, but yeah, so you're already ready for initiative. So do you want to, 
Are you ready? Yeah, this is just how they go, though. Let's hold off on any more magic wada just in case, because these dogs don't, we know that they don't, they have 16 hit points. So is everybody in agreement? Yes, I'm, I'm in agreement. Okay, so you all are engaging the dogs, and I'll just tell you um, that as you're engaging the dogs and battling with them, uh, and picturing yourself aiming, and that you're you're unaware that above you, on the 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 overhang of the ride, where the uh, where your uh, seats are are attached, um, are other animatronic figures. And, uh, they start, uh, like uh, spinning your, your, your chairs around. Uh, you can't see up because you weren't even aware of it till it starts to happen. And then w- one of you, Eleanor is the only one that has a wherewithal to look up and sees that, uh, some animatronic arms are just down there swinging, swinging, swinging. Okay. This is Zell. So we're getting swung around. Is there any way we could grab on to anything? Or can't, are, are our feet attached? Uh, yeah, so you're kind of discombobulated. During the time you're discombobulated, now don't worry because I'm just going to tell you this. You're a few feet of, above the ground, right? Uh, eventually, all of your chairs drop to the ground and all of you lose focus temporarily you you go to sleep in a sense wait do we go to sleep in a sense all of us i never even heard of that happening in an adventure uh well that's what happened you don't know because you're not you're 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 sleep you're out you're you're resting with your eyes closed yeah but that doesn't just happen right it didn't just happen it happened but it didn't just happen i roll i did plenty of rolling all right, well, uh, so we're all, so what happens next? So what happens next is that eventually all of you slowly come to, you've all taken, not too bad, like it looks like, uh, um, I can I can list it or I could just give you an overview and we could get into specifics later, but between six and four of damage from your falls, so you're bruised, but you wake up uh, slowly, each one of you, and you're all uh, um, uh, 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 attached with the chains from the ride and other stuff uh, to stanchions, uh, and you feel like, uh, the, like the air, and as you look around, you realize that you're at the top of Progress Tower. Now, there is like an antenna tower towering above that uh another five or six feet uh and then you see in front of you uh the 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 um parents and the grandparents but also a wizard in uh like a like a velvet dark velvet you can't tell if it's a night sky blue or what uh uh looking at you well, wizard uh, this is zell um, how's everybody uh, doing, doing? Is everybody okay? I believe the, that it was said that we're okay. We're just, I'm bruised and just coming to, and I don't know what's happening. 
Yeah, this is Zell. I'm just wondering about the rules of this. I never heard of anything happening like this in an adventure I've been in before. But, uh, so can I try to get out of my bonds? You try, but, uh, you, you're un- unable to. Uh, Wada, do you know who this wizard is? I don't, but I could, like, uh, what do you want? Hello, what do you want from us? Uh, who are you and, 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 and what, what is it you're, uh, you, you, who, who are you? I'm, I'm Wada. I'm here at the behest of the Wizards Council. And those who stand opposed to the Wizards Council will probably suffer their wrath. So I don't know. It'd be best if you just free my fellow adventurers and I. Uh, also, we're really good adventurers. So eventually we'll probably figure out a way to get out. Um, and I noticed your magical, whatever, your magical darkness. It didn't really make sense. I'm guessing you're some sort of high-level wizard. So you would know better than to mess with the Wizards Council. But also, I just was trying to figure that uh, magical darkness out. I can see it's fading and fading. Also, it seems like your uh, animatronics are looking a little ragged or something, like worn down. Ah, thank you, Emwada. I am uh, Pisa Peel, a wizard. uh, And you are now, uh, you know... I have the advantage over you, so I'll do the asking. But I did answer that. I am Peace Appeal. And it's good that I have all of you here uh, because I've seen you poking around. And yes, uh, I did cast uh, partially. I didn't just cast, I channeled some magic uh, to create that uh, darkness that enveloped the building. Unfortunately, I couldn't envelop the whole building. Also, it's just a thing for me. I didn't want to envelop all the edges. And then if for some reason, you know, that would just be a bad idea for me. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm human. I'm, I'm a powerful, powerful wizard. And we're in a powerful place. And I know you're here at the behest of the Wizards Council. I know everything about all of you. Florencian, uh, Darmox, and royal and uh, working warrior with dreams of uh, change and you, Emwata, an apprentice. And I know what you're in search of and I am here to put a stop to it, but I notice you have a magical ward over you, Emwata. And so, uh, I, 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 but I, I need what you have in order to find, I can't find, I can feel the magical portal. But I think there's also something, you must know something that I don't know. And so I have you here. Now, before you speak, and I can see you and your companions looking at one another, and know that you're attached to the water tower, which is attached to the electronics tower, which is attached to those rods of lightning up there. And that's how I've been, cha- it's, it's a part of the magic and where we are here in this uh, tropical wet area, it's a little bit late right now, but usually there's an afternoon thunderstorm that comes along. So we could just sit here and wait for it uh, and see how it goes, Emwada. 
and you and your friends. And then, you know, when, when you're no longer here, your magical ward will no longer be there. And then I can search you and find what I'm looking for, a gem. And uh, then I'll just take it. Uh, or you could make some kind of deal. Uh, because I could use someone like you, maybe all of you. Okay, this is Zell. I have a question, Emwada. What is a magical ward? Uh, this is Emwada, Zell. That's a good question. So I put a magical ward over the things I have on me that Pete's Pete's appeals asking about some objects, uh, and so Pete's appeal can't take them um, just from me. And it's actually not my magical ward. It was given to me. It's complicated, but basically the Wizards Council predicted this would happen if we started collecting the artifacts. And so they gave me a way to protect it. So no one can take the artifacts from me without me giving it to them. Or at least uh, peace appeals under the impression, but the incorrect impression that... uh, like Pete's appeals under the incorrect impression that if I'm no longer here, that the ward will be broken, but it's not my ward to break Pete's appeal. It's only my ward to unlock. So it won't be unlocked if I'm not here. So that's what Pete's appeal wants. Pete's appeal clearly, I don't know. What do you want? What's your offer for us? Uh, with knowing that now, knowing that information, Pete's appeal. Ah, uh, Mwada. Very funny. Uh, well, that doesn't change my offer because you haven't seen... Have you seen a thunderstorm or you've been inside most of the time in the attraction? So maybe you haven't seen what it looks like from this uh, the roof of this uh, Tower of Progress. And uh, you haven't feel, felt it channeled through you. You know, you, there's going to be electricity. You're on the water towers, I guess, that they built at the roof of this building for balance during winds and, and for passive cooling. And so, uh, yeah, you, you, I won't need the ward, the, the whatever the protection is you have, uh, It'll be gone uh, because so much magic is going to go through. There's so much power. Now, I can't gain quite control over the power, and I know you're a wizard interested in power, Wada. And I know some of you are interested in doing good or making your families proud or, you know, you know, search of other things, uh, the, the, the glory and the light of the three Florences. All that could be done. I guess what they haven't told any of you, even you, Wada, is that uh, you don't just need to close off this uh, portal. The portal could be managed. Uh, I could sense it. I just can't control it just yet if I have that gem that I'm looking for. And, uh, you know, I must have to suspect that the lightning rod up there is what you're here for. Uh, and that's what's uh, made me so powerful, more powerful. You know, I mean, I'm already a high-level magic user. If I can get those two things, and the last thing you seek and find that portal, we could manage it uh, and manage it for, 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 for good. You know, and you say, oh, peace appeal, that's... Uh, 
you know, that's, you know, baloney. You're just uh, caught up with your ego. And uh, it's okay. Well, let's just wait out the thunderstorm and I can go on without all of you. Okay, this is, well, everybody's going to have to make their own decision clearly, but I cannot agree to this plan or that we won't be double-crossed anyway. And I want to try one more time for all of us to get out of our bonds and see what we could do. Lord Von Chill, I can't agree. This person is uh, full of hot air, and I have to think there's a way to get out of this. Granada of Darmok, I'd like to use my nimble of fingers uh, to uh, to do something. Uh, this is Eleanor. I, I, yeah, I can't agree. The three Florences wouldn't stand for this. Uh, the three Florences want to protect this world, and an overlap of some magical world is not like uh, it's not in any of the teachings. Uh, so I can't imagine. There's, Wizards Council didn't choose us to think about what to do. They chose us to complete a mission. Okay, this is M. Wada. Um, I guess uh, I'm going to disagree with all of you. And I'm going to offer Pete's appeal that uh, I'll offer you a deal. Okay, uh, Wada. What's your deal? Uh, let us go and then see if you can get the gem from us. Because uh, it doesn't look like your storm your storm's delayed or something. I can see the clouds on the horizon, but... Oh, well, the storms come very fast, Emwata. And I'm not really in the mood for these games. I could wait all day. You all tried to roll to get out, and I forgot to say that that was a failure. So... Uh, you're the ones that are going to have to make a choice, not me. Okay, I'll tell you what, because there's something you don't even realize, and I think you you were going to go on and talk about uh, maybe making this into our own world and some utopia, and to, to, to just so you know, there's other people trying to get in here, and even you wouldn't stand a chance against them. They're searching other parts of the theme park. And if you were going to do that, and may have, they may have even taken over sentience of other, there's other people and other powers at work here other than just you, Peace Appeal. But I have something that we could use to, to create defenses and actually to charge up your things. I have this, you probably don't even know about this magical wrench we found. Uh, so we could create a whole defense force, uh, to defend your kingdom, the whole theme park eventually, and make it into a world where we could all live under the Florences and, and those things. Um, but, you know, just let my friends go, and I'll I'll give you the wrench. But I, I don't, I, I mean, the wrench, now I want the wrench for sure, Wada, but I don't want, I want the, the gem and the, the, the lightning rod. Well, I have to wonder why you haven't got the lightning rod already. Never mind. Never mind you that. Uh, well, no, no. Why didn't you get the lightning rod? Is that because of the magical darkness? You don't want to be too close to the edge? Uh, like you don't want to, you can't climb up there, huh? Pete's appeal. Um, 
The storm's coming, Wada. Yeah, but if you can't get up there, what are you going to do? Well, I was hoping one of you would volunteer to go up there and get it. Um, so, yeah, that didn't work out so hot for me. Uh, so I guess we're at an impasse now. We are in an impasse. Here's what I'll offer you. I'll go up there and get the, 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 the rod. And I'll hold the rod and the gem. And eventually we'll get the headpiece. And we'll go to the magical portal. And I'll, uh, while we're doing that, I will send my party to send a message to the Wizards Council to, to make a proposal on your behalf. And maybe they'll let you manage this portal. Uh, or at least they'll be aware of it. Why would I agree to any of that? I mean, you could, t- okay, I'll be your apprentice. How about that? This is Zell. Is there any, excuse me, the, excuse me, Zell. This is Pizza Peel. I've got a better idea. Uh, you could be my apprentice. Uh, I, I like that idea. It, oh, so you, you're kind of just saying, if I let your friends go, you want to give them a mission uh, so that they can get out of here. Now, whether they go to the Wizards Council or not is irrelevant to me, I guess. So I guess I will make this deal if you could prove yourself now, Zell. Because I see the storm coming closer. Uh, so if you could get to the top and get that lightning rod, uh, you can uh, you could do whatever you want. Uh, I mean, as far as working for me, leave me the wrench and the, and the gem. And if you get down here, then maybe we can talk about letting your friends go. But we could definitely work together. Okay, I'm not going to leave you the gem. I'll leave you the wrench. Uh, and I'll climb up. And was it, was, uh, this is L. Why would you climb up? The storm's coming. Well, because we got to get you. Just, 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 just trust me, please, says L. Okay, let's just do it. I'm going to uh, use my magic to release your bonds. Uh, please give me the wrench. Place it in front of you because uh, I am very powerful. This is L. What if he's like the, the wizard that doesn't have any power? No, he, I guess he does have powers. Yeah, let me handle it, Zell. Here's the wrench. I'm going to keep the gem. And then I'm going to start climbing up here. So I begin to climb... And I roll 18. So I'm successfully climbing up. I also roll another dice. Okay, the storm is coming very fast. Uh, okay, one more thing, Zell. Uh, uh, okay, this is Pizza Peel. One more thing. I'm going to have to uh, use my spells against you while you try to climb. I didn't mention that until you started climbing, and now you're too high to change your mind, Wada. Okay, well, I'm just going to ignore you while I try to climb. And, okay, so you're, what, what are you using against me? I'm using lightning, uh, uh, oh, ice to make it slippery. Okay, this is L. Um, okay, the only thing I can think of is that uh, we have to do something without doing something while this wizard 
I'm so can we use persuasion or can we use our words? We all, some of us have strong persuasion or intimidation. Can we use those against the wizard to while to, to interrupt the flow of magic? Yes, you can. And you successfully do. Um, let's see how we do this each round. I guess we'll just roll each round. So, yeah, first round, you, what are you doing? We're making fun of the wizard and uh, giving the wizard a hard time. And, and then we'll try to wait and see how this plays out. Okay, so the wizard is distracted. Okay, so each time, each round, each kind of story as uh, Zel- uh, Wada climbs, you, the wizard tries to cast a spell. And you use intimidation and persuasion to distract the wizard. The wizard gets frustrated each and every time a little bit more. And the storm gets closer each and every time a little bit more. Till on the fourth round, like you can almost feel the electricity in the air, not just from the storm, but from the wizard. And at that point, the wizard uh, decides that uh, the wizard's had enough with all of you. And also is pretty confident that the storm is going to, um, that the storm is coming very close uh, for Wada. And the wizard turns the wizard's attention to you, but is also trying to pay attention for Zell as it starts to rain and the wind picks up. And you can even hear it, uh, the, the storm getting closer. You know, you count one, one, uh, uh, supercalifragilistic, two supercalifragilistic, uh, and you say, wait a second, we didn't even get through one of those. And as a wizard turns the wizard's attention to you, like, so it plays out like that slowly, though. I'm trying to give you the summary. You're all struggling with your bonds. You're watching Wada and the wizard. Wada gets to the top. The storm is, it arrives right as Wada gets to the top. And the wizard is laughing and saying, never mind, uh, like you're like, because then you realize that, oh, wait, the stanchions you're connected to are metal and wet. Uh, so you say, great. Uh, I don't understand how electricity works, but probably not good. And the wizard casts some sort of, uh, like anti-electric shield dome over the wizard in the, uh, animatronics. But what, uh, is also starting to, you, even though over the storm you hear the booming of Wada's voice, uh, and one of you starts to remember that, wait, what, isn't Wada's power based in water? And you feel the water, the tower, the water tower that you're in begin to shake, and then you see the tops blow off of the water holders or, or whatever. And then as the, the storm arrives, you see the water shoot out of the towers above all of you and splash down on the wizard and the animatronics, and it washes them away right over where the wizard didn't want to go from the top of the tower. Uh, and right then, though, it also, uh, the, the, the storm hits in the strongest way possible. So you're like losing sight of stuff, you, you, except you detect that not only is the water getting the wizard, if the wizard thought it was going to cast Featherfall or something, it's not going to happen. The wizard is like, uh, 
totally g- gone Borneo, like from the, like the storm and the water combined. You look up at Wada, and what you think you see is like uh, Wada holding the staff above Wada. It, but you you see is is that Wada or water? Like uh, and then uh, the storm storm like uh, makes one more thing, but it keeps blowing very fast. Wada's gone. But also you notice that the magical bonds have failed because the wizard's gone. Luckily, you were attached to the stanchion, so you weren't washed away. And uh, then you kind of all are just panting, like uh, in the midst of a storm at first, until it blows over very quickly. And th- that that is it. Uh, okay, th- this is Granada of Dharma. Where is Wada? Okay, as the storm clears, you don't see anything, but then you see a pool of uh, water with the uh, uh, gem and the, the staff uh, that Wada had gotten lying there. Okay, can I go? Oh, Mizell, you're in charge. Sorry. All right, I go over to the water to get the, the gem and the, the staff, I guess, and maybe I'll say some words about Wada. Okay, as you go over to the staff and the gem, Wada materializes, no longer a humanoid, but some sort of water being, and looks at you and says, I think it's time all of us took a long rest. Uh, we can talk more later. Let's head down a few levels and recover. Okay, this is Zell. Um, wow, that was, uh, I've never been on an adventure like that. Uh, so you did, you spent all that time writing that, huh? This is Lord Von Chill. That was all cool. Uh, even though we didn't have a lot of action, we did have to do something. Yeah, this is Eleanor. That was pretty cool. I mean, it was more of a story than a, but is that to set up something or was that necessary? Well, thank you. I was just, uh, listen, I'll be honest. Uh, I mean, I worked on that a lot. So, yeah, I'm sorry that it maybe interrupted the flow of the game. I'm just also apologizing for my attitude. So last week when you had that party for Lord for, for Tyreek, like, and you didn't invite me, it really bothered me. Even though I know you would have invited me if I, you felt like I was open to an invitation, I realized you didn't invite me because we have this like DM player relationship and that's it. But I would like to be friends with all of you and not just a D&D friends, but I was afraid to say that. Um, so I kind of took it out on the game. So I'm sorry. Uh, apology accepted. Yeah, no, no, it's okay. We we were wondering what was going on with you. Yeah, this is L. We we were. We didn't invite you because I guess you have that shy, you know what you know what confusion. But we're sorry too. So let's go do something other. Let's uh, let our characters rest and we'll go do something together. How's that sound? Like go get something to eat. Oh, uh, this is Lord Von Chill. What if we sit down and watch? Uh, Scourge of the Eleven Seas together. Would you like that? 
Yeah, I think I would. Okay, let's do that. Uh, Good night, everybody.